Welcome to Gross Anatomy. We're live at Gross Anatomy, and I am Dr. Jason Cohen, and you are? Raya O'Neill. And today, what are we talking about? We're talking about horrible, tragic stuff, eh? Talking about horrible, tragic stuff, but also like trending things that I'm discovering on the internet. Trending and tragedy. Yeah, the tease. And and I think somewhat where reality and pop culture and fiction kind of seem to meet to some degree. It almost feels like an episode of ER or Grey or Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, it does, especially these days. It really does. There's been a lot of craziness going on. Well, I was just scrolling on TikTok. Well, I was really like, you know, how we were all in our TikTok phase during the height of COVID. Then yes. I people kind of like got back to normal, whatever normal is. And now I'm back on TikTok. Like I am scrolling for a few hours before I go to bed, when I wake up, when I have free time. So last night I went to bed at like 2.30. So I was up late working. And I was watching. You were up late TikToking. I was up late working and I was like, okay, I got to go to bed. It was two. So I'm laying on my stomach. Are you a stomach sleeper or a side sleeper or a back sleeper? The answer is yes, but my deep best sleep are when I sleep on my tummy. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess me too. I'm usually like a little fetal position. Mm. I do it all. But my but I know my deep sleep is when I want to get deep sleep, I sleep on my belly. I was on my belly and like I had my one leg bent. Mm-hmm. And I was watching a TikTok that it was a, do- a chiropractor and he was like, if you sleep, on your stomach with one leg up. Like as I was in the position, he was like, you're hurting your lower back, you're tightening your hip flexors. Like we shouldn't be sleeping like that, he said. Ah, and there you go. Everything you need to know, you learn on TikTok, okay? Then I was watching all of these back cracking videos and then I fell asleep. But I woke up at four and it was like playing on a loop, playing on a loop, playing on a loop. Oh, wow. You woke up at four deliberately or, or you just the happened light. to have woken up at four? I left the light on. So ah. yeah. Got it. The other thing I saw trending on TikTok, which is weird, and I want to try it. My mom said no because I would waste her balsamic vinegar, was a healthy Coca-Cola. It's like, I don't even know how what the measurements are, but it's balsamic vinegar and a flavored seltzer or just seltzer water. Ooh. I it's know. like, it's not, co- it's vinegar water. It's vinegar uh, water. You know what's weird about vinegar? I sometimes choke on it. Do you ever choke on yeah. vinegar? Yeah, because it's quite strong. Yeah, and I actually start choking sometimes. I get, I have a hyperreflexic gag, and sometimes vinegar makes me just ridiculously start choking. I mean, even the smell of it can do that. The smell does not do that to me. But speaking of choking, I actually had the Heimlich maneuver done to me once. Oh my god, I thought you were going to say today. No, no. When I was a kid, when I was in high school, I finished hockey practice, and I was with my buddies Joey. And I, I think my friend Stu and our coach, our hockey coach, Steve Brown, and we were in Jimmy's coffee shop on the Upper East Side eating tuna sandwiches and pickles. <laughs> and all of a sudden I started choking and my friends and coaches started cracking up because they didn't right. know what was going on with me. They started laughing. But the waiter who I knew there for years ran over to me and sees me, you know, the classic hand, you know, sign of choking is I put my hand to my throat and he goes to me, are you choking? And I nod my head because I was choking and he go, and they're all laughing. 
And he goes, are you serious? Because they're all laughing. And I'm nodding my head because I was joking. <gasps> and he gets behind me and he heimlichs the crap out of me. And the pickle then went flying across the room, at, across the, the, the coffee <laughs> shop. Oh and my God. I saved my life. The guy from Jimmy's coffee shop saved my life. And he was so shaken. I went back and finished my tuna sandwich <laughs> and my friends were cracking up. They, they were like, so they, they were in total disbelief. It's scary when you can't, when that, when you're choking, like you're like, it was scary. <laughs> it was definitely scary. Pickles. I'll tell you. Yeah. I love pickles. And I used to love a good tuna sandwich. Yeah. I love tuna. Yeah. So what happened in the world that we're talking about in Lauren's hometown? Yeah, it is Lauren's hometown. And she actually said her father, that's the doctor he goes, that's the building he goes to see his, to see his doctor now. Well, I know that's crazy. I'm jumping ahead a little, but uh, there was the shooting, the gunman that killed his surgeon and three other people. In, in Tulsa, in, Oklahoma. In Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know, all too often, you know, a patient is unhappy or whatever, but this guy, the, the main issue with this guy was he was in pain. And I, and, you know, it sounds like he was having trouble getting in to be seen. And, but he, he went berserk, I guess, and, and went in and just shot up, you know, whoever was in his way and the surgeon and, and killed him. Yeah. Receptionist, doctor, yeah. two doctors and a, uh, a visitor. I mean, it really sounds like episodes of ER, Grey's Anatomy. It was an episode of Grey's Anatomy, actually. Yeah. So it it oh. it reminds me. Well, it's so many things. It's it's we definitely we the world have have serious problems right now, um, on so many levels. I mean, pain and and opiates and and all of that is a whole other thing. But it, it also just reminds me when I was in where I went to medical school and residency in Brooklyn in uh, at Kings County Hospital, right before I got there. I may have been a medical student, but I wasn't yet doing my surgery residency. A similar kind of thing happened. There was a, and we may have even talked about it on the podcast. There was a head, the head of trauma surgery, who was supposedly a great guy. I didn't, I never got to meet him, um, was up in his office and there was a disgruntled family member of a patient who I think had died relating to a trauma. And it may have been like gang related, you know, back in the day, there was a lot of drugs and gang related stuff. And he came upstairs and the surgery office was right on this in the same area where the patient wards were. And he came upstairs to the trauma or the surgery office, I guess, opened the door and had a shotgun and opened fire and, and just shot up the head of surgery or the head of trauma surgery, just shot him up. And the I remember, you know, hearing about it, that the residents like tried operating on him or saving him, the guy right there on the floor in the office. They tried to open up his chest to try to to try to control the, the bleeding and the blood flow. But the guy, you know, died. And, and it was I mean, and that was that was probably 30 years ago. Wow. And, you know, and now, you know, it. That kind of thing never ends, I guess, and and is an ongoing issue, and and it's I don't know what it means, and I don't know what the answer is, and and but but there's some it raises a lot of questions and concerns. It does. I mean, 
it is as as the story you just said doctors definitely are targeted by patients um what do you do have you had a patient that came out of surgery and just was like nonstop calling checking in i'm in pain i'm in pain this isn't working this isn't helping i'm still hurting Definitely pain is definitely an issue with surgery. And, and usually it, it's usually the nurses in the recovery room who are the, or the anesthesiologists who are managing the pain after surgery. I, I usually don't operate for pain. I usually operate for other reasons, but, um, and, you know, sometimes it requires heavy doses of narcotics and things like that to control the pain, at least in the immediate in the acute setting. In terms of the chronic setting, you know, luckily, I'm very lucky. I don't necessarily deal with chronic kinds of pain and back pain, which I know could be excruciating and debilitating. Um, and, and that's definitely a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. After the shooting, did Cedar Sinai, did they put anything out? Did they have any discussions? Like, is there some sort of new protocol now? You know, I, that's, a, that's a really good thought and I'm not sure I'm not sure if or what hospitals may have instituted new policies about things. I mean there's certainly there is security always you know at the doors of of many hospitals but there I've never seen any kind of metal detectors ever at any hospitals or gun detectors. I've I've never seen that. Um I, I know the ER Cedars has one or I know there's a guy that like chucks your bag if you have a bag. Maybe, maybe, but there are a lot of ways into the hospital, you know, that it's not just through an ER. There are a lot of different ways into hospitals and, and, you know, they're talking about that with the shootings at schools too, about how to, how to try to eliminate that. And are there things to do with the doors and things? Um, I, I don't know. There, I, as far as I know, there really isn't anything like that. What's crazy is when I was back doing my residency and medical school at that same hospital, Kings County in Brooklyn, there was a guy who was doing his residency who carried a fanny pack. And I never saw it, but he claimed that he had a gun in his fanny pack. You're kidding. Yeah. We were in East Flatbush, Brooklyn. You know, at the time, it was a real kind of, you know, not dangerous, but at night it could be dangerous. And, and, And I was there in the... 90s and um you know when when drugs and crack and all of that were were kind of a thing were a bigger thing than they are today and and a lot of gang violence and things like that so yeah this this guy you know claimed and and he had a funny walk he like had a real like tough guy walk i remember the guy but he claimed that that he had a gun in his fanny pack he may have he probably did knowing knowing who the guy was oh my gosh yeah yeah, but he—I never saw it, and I—and as far as I know, he never used it. Guns freak me out. It's scary world living in. Have you seen the movie John Q? No. Is that uh, who's in that? Keanu Reeves. Denzel Washington. Oh, Denzel Washington. I think I've seen bits of it. Um, Why? What is well, that about? It's about a father whose nine-year-old son needs a transplant, like a life-saving transplant. Um, but. They're like a low-income family. Insurance isn't covering it, or they don't have insurance, rather. They won't do a pro bono. And so he holds the surgeon hostage and a few patients in the ER room. Well, in the ER. The ER room is, like, redundant. The emergency yes, room. Yes, it's the room. It's the emergency room room. 
Yeah, it's just the yeah. ER. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's really sad. I mean, I just cried. Like I did. Bit. I did see. I, I don't know. I don't think I saw it from start to finish, but I definitely remember what, now that you remind reminded me of it, I've definitely seen bits of it. Yeah. I love Denzel. Me too. And it's crazy that that movie is kind of being like, it's on Netflix. You know how like Netflix like brings movies to the top, to the top. It's not the yeah. top 10, but like it's an old, it's like from the two, early 2000s. But like it's kind of being featured on Netflix and then like this happened. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I don't know. It is kind of weird. Does weird. it end? Remind me how it ends. It ends with the son gets the transplant. He was going to kill himself so that they could right. take his heart and give it to the son. Right. They ended up getting the heart and then he does get sentenced to jail for holding those people hostage. But he doesn't die. He doesn't die. Oh, good. Nobody good, dies. Good. What's that? Nobody dies. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. But you really feel like he's going to die. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was sobbing. Yeah. No, I know. That's that's a pretty crazy movie. Um, Denzel is one of the reasons I became a doctor. Really? I think I've told the story, but one of my favorite TV shows growing up was St. Elsewhere, which is old, way before your time. But it was about this kind of underserved hospital. And Denzel is, I think it was one of his earliest roles, plays a young surgeon, I think, a Harvard-trained surgeon, um, you know, dealing with uh, discrimination and all that stuff. Um but I love that show and I loved him in that show. And, and that's so I actually got to meet him years later when I was already a surgeon. And I told him that story. And I usually don't get stupid over celebrities, but I kind of got goo goo and nervous. I mean, he's like a top five. Yeah. And I shared that story with him and he just looked at me like, oh, OK, you know, like you're an idiot. You're a moron. <laughs> kind of that, that's kind of how I felt when I shared that story with him. That he kind of looked at me. You're a fool, you know, but um or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I was just so nervous and excited to meet him. Maybe. Yeah. It's hard to say for sure. I'm trying to think there was something else that I was thinking about in terms of um, violence and, and, and healthcare, but I, I'm totally blanking on it now. Oh, here. Now I remember. I, you know, there's the whole gun control, the whole gun, you know, Second Amendment thing. And is this totally stupid? This is my idea. Okay, ready? Oh, God. Oh, God. I knew I wanted to share this. This is my idea. Just like in order for us to get a driver's license we ha- and to be able to drive a car, we have to take a whole class. We have to do driver's ed. We have to do an, a written test. We have to do a road test. And then we have to renew our license. Why don't we have that for guns? It's got to be more complex than that. I, I don't understand why, how someone can purchase an AR-15 in any AR style, like assault. No, no, but, but I can't buy, I can't even buy a car unless I have a, a, a driver's license. I can't get a car insured. So I don't understand why, why don't they do that for guns? Why don't they make you take a class? Why don't they make you... Also be 21. Why don't they also make you have to do a written and an actual class and a safety? And why don't yeah. they make it like really strict, you know, and make it a like real rules, just like with cars? I, I don't it sound it, to me, it just sounds so simple, like a simple. And then why don't they make you have to renew your license 
and things like that. I, I don't understand. To me, that would make sense. Yeah, to normal people, it makes sense. But, but it, I've never heard I've never heard anyone propose anything like that, right? Have you ever heard anyone propose that? I mean, I've seen people post about it, like the way that we're talking about it. People that don't have any power. Right. Like us. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, people like us, no power, saying yeah. the right thing, yeah. doing the right things. I didn't it's quite weird. understand what, you know, Matthew McConaughey got up and gave this whole press <gasps> conference. I didn't what? hear it. Oh, you didn't? I only heard parts of it on the radio, you know, about the gun. Because the, the most recent shooting took place. Only, he's from there. Right. He's from there. Exactly. Just like Lauren is from Tulsa. where where the Tulsa, where this um, shoot, the police, uh, where the doctor shooting happened. But I don't. Did he propose any solutions? I got to watch it. I yeah. didn't like see any snippets or anything, but uh, well, what was sure. the gist of what he was saying? It was just like, you know, there's a way to to honor the Second Amendment, but we got to be smart about it. But but I but I didn't hear then like what his solution or his plan or anything like that was. But I think he should talk to me and ah. I'll share with him my plan, which I just shared with you. Yeah, share it with your local politicians. Yeah, they'll probably call me an idiot. It's really scary. The world we're living in. I'll tell you that. The world is scary, but I I think I think a big part of it is mental health and mental wellness, and 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 I I think that's with everything. You know, with why this guy was in so much pain that he decided to go out and go shooting. Like COVID is COVID has been so harmful to society. I think in terms of isolation and and just stress and trouble and I don't know. Or it's just the times we're in. I, I don't know. Times are in, I don't blame COVID or mental health on the shooter that that killed those innocent kids in the school. This guy that killed his doctor. Like you got to be a monster. You got to be a monster. Yeah, I guess. But but every monster, I think has a mom and a dad, or at least a mom, you know? And yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I know. I know. I know. God, that's depressing. This is a depressing episode. <laughs> it was. Do we have any do we do we have any happy ending spin for this thing? Well any happy spin for the ending? Not happy ending spin. Yeah, not, not happy a happy spin. ending spin. No, no, no. Happy, happy spin for our ending. It's almost the weekend. I'm going to Charleston for a bachelorette this weekend. Ooh. First time going to Charleston. Okay. What what are you going to be doing in Charleston? What what is there to do for a bachelorette party? We're going. uh, So it's like my best friend since kindergarten, or really since preschool, kindergarten, preschool, whatever. Uh, She used to live there. So, you know what? We're going on, like, we're going out to eat. We're going to do, like, walk around town, go on, like, a boat cruise. A boat cruise. There you go. But I think it's, it's going to be like a low key bachelorette, like nice. Like you guys are serious and mature now. You're not little kids anymore, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm like they're going to be strippers, right? Exactly. God, no. I'm like okay. Chippendales, right? Yeah, exactly. Not. It's that funny. Good. Speaking of Chippendales, when my sister was in college, she's two years younger than I am. My younger sister, she went to SUNY Albany, okay, upstate New York. And she had a good friend in college who was this insanely handsome guy, like 
ridiculous. I wonder where he is today. I'm going to say his name. His name was Chris Jane. And he was like, kind of like a uh, Liam's, who's the Helmsworth brother who's Thor? He kind of had a Thor thing going, you know, like the Thor brother of the Helmsworth. And um, he he was ridiculous. And I think he was pre-med, believe it or not, to spin it into uh, gross anatomy. I think he was pre-med, but he one summer asked my sister if he could, because we lived in New York City. He asked my sister if he could stay at our place. So he actually stayed with my mother, who was at that time already divorced. He lived with my mother in her apartment in New York City and and my sister. And I think I was probably already in med school or maybe I was home. I'm not sure. No, I, I was probably already in med school, but I would be at my mom's a lot. And there was this like I'd show up and we'd have dinner and there'd be like this hot guy from upstate New York like having dinner with us without a shirt on. And my mom, I think, just loved having this like hot stud there. But the the way he paid for his living there in the summer was he was a Chippendales dancer. And that's so that's that's what he did that summer. You know, he was a strip, a, basically a male stripper. You're kidding. No, Whoa. I think it was probably my mom's favorite summer of her life, maybe. Oh, my God. Because I'd showed up to dinner and he'd be there topless, you know, sitting at dinner, like all like hot, you know, and my mom would be like. You know, it was ridiculous. We got to get my friend, Dr. Natalia Petrozella, who did, she has a podcast actually called Past and Present. And she did like a deep dive of the whole story of Chippendales. And like, oh, interesting. Maybe she knows Chris Jane or whatever became a doctor. I remember he was pre med. I wonder if he ever became a doctor. That would be an interesting story to tell. I did just look him up. Did you find him? I think I found I, him. Looks like he's an OBGYN. No way. Wow. Does he, is he hot? He looks very bald in this picture. <laughs> he had cool hair back then. He was blonde. He was a blonde. I mean, he was a Helmsworth. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. I wonder if it's the same guy and hopefully we don't embarrass him and his family. Yeah. Sorry. Or he just helped mm-hmm. you. Now you're going to be an influencer. There you go. So thanks for joining us, everybody at Gross Anatomy. So much fun. Tune in. Give us comments. Give us feedback. Tell us stories. Ask us questions. Check out all of our social media. Check it out. Check it out. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.